Welcome to From the Outside Looking In with your hosts Patrick Bannis and Andy Leoskos. Come on in. All right, all right, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back once again to the show dedicated to making, baking, and of course, intaking delicious homemade cookies. That's right. From the oven to the plate. Welcome to no once again. How just, the cookie crumbles. Yes, how the cookie crumbles with a couple of cookie monsters just here to <laughs> eat cookies. I mean. I really would crush a plate full of cookies right now. But no, welcome to From the Outside Looking In, the show about everything, the show about nothing, the show about me, the show about you, uh, the show that really relates to the story of us. You, Whatever, you know the deal. We like comic books. We like movies. We like sports. We're watching what the Europeans refer to as football. The football. Yes, that's what we have uh, going on right now. Uh, but yeah, you know the deal, man. We uh, talk about nerdy things from a non-nerdy perspective or uh, non-nerdy things from a nerdy perspective. Whatever. We talk about stuff. Sometimes you listen. Sometimes you laugh. But every time we get to have fun. Uh, today in studio uh, with me, as always, the... Uh, Kevin McHale to my Larry Bird, Mister <laughs> Patrick Banis. That's pretty good. Yeah, right. I also liked your. I also liked your intro. Your intro was like was some of the most. I think you've been planning that. No, no, that was I, that was completely off the cuff. Uh, just a tired Andy uh, today. Okay. Right? Yeah, you know I mean, a, l- yeah, a little we'll, tired. We'll get but, to that in a little bit. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, but you know, and uh, you know. I don't want to necessarily say that I'm the Larry Bird and you're the Kevin McHale, but that's what we went with yeah, today. Yeah, that's cool. That works for yeah, me. Yeah, we went with just the 80s Celtics, just, you know, yeah. a couple of guys, good outside shooters, you know what I mean? Strong, low-post players. Yeah, right, right. Playmakers yeah. as well, you know, Bird playmaker, ankle breaker. Gangly like, white guys. Yeah, right, for sure. I think that sums <laughs> us up. Right. Well, thanks for stopping by, everybody. It's been a hell of an episode. Uh, thanks for two. Thanks for coming to see our show. Two gangly white guys. Yes, yes. Two <laughs> gangly white dudes just gangling all about. Uh, so no, but yeah, Pat, welcome to uh, being in the studio. Yeah. Um, you are in town. It's a very cozy, uh, full spectrum studios today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. admit, we got things, uh, you know, nice and. Low key, this yeah. is sort of like guitar mess everywhere, as it all you know tends to be. But yeah, sort of the new setup. It's been a while since you've been in, you know. Yeah, yeah. The booth looks uh, pretty hype. Yeah, yeah. I may, you know, like most of the times when when we record remotely, I record from in the control room. I may start just coming out here. Yeah, you know what I mean, and like sitting on the couch and, and and you know having more of a relaxed atmosphere. Just throw uh, a picture of me up on your TV. That I, I could, maybe <laughs> maybe I'll throw our FaceTime conversation on the TV. It'll be a oh, gigantic patch of Manus. Wow. Yeah. Nobody wants to see that. You what? You went right back to the Christopher Walken thing. You're like, wow, oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> nobody needs 49 inches of my ugly mug. That's a, don't. 
don't cut my TV down. That's sixty-five inch TV. Oh, like, oh. Right, forty-nine <laughs> inches. Even worse. What are we in a fucking farm? Yeah. yeah. Like, I don't know what that means. What are we poor? Yeah. Sixty-five inch TV. Yeah, Jesus, that's man. It's the sixty-five Vizio or whatever bargain brand TV I got here. But yeah, they have. So um, but yeah, here we are from the outside looking in. Pat, how you holding up, bud? Doing all right. Um. Little, little shook up, uh, you know. I, 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 I regret to uh, inform you that uh, one of our favorite professional wrestlers passed away last week, uh, and we are we're a little shook. Uh, beautiful Bobby Eaton. Yeah, Bobby one Eaton. Our, one of our favorite uh, tag team specialists. We've talked about him in some of our other shows. Uh, he of the Midnight Express, and uh, pretty much a whole bunch of other tag teams. He passed away. He had heart issues. He died at sixty-two. Died in his sleep. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a, a rather uh, long life for professional wrestler. It really sadly. is. I was thinking about that yeah, too. I mean, yeah, like, it really yeah, is. Sadly, it is. But yeah, for a guy who wrestled the better part of at least twenty years, twenty plus years, yeah, um, to like to 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 make it all the way through and you know live in your sixties, um, yeah, that's a that's pretty it's pretty stellar. Yeah, I mean it's it's that's it's definitely towards the longer lifespan of a professional wrestler, which Absolutely. is sad. Which is sad. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, you know, of course, Jim Cornette covered it on his show. They had a really long show about you know remembering Bobby Eaton, and there was a lot of really great, um, a lot of great Bobby Eaton stories. Um, so I'm trying to remember some. So there was at least there was two stories that I was that I. I enjoyed because it, it it spoke to like how appreciated Bobby Eaton was as a wrestler. So during the late nineties, when uh, they were in WCW and they um, they had the Goldberg run going on, like he had oh, yeah. that undefeated streak Who's going on. Next, yeah. Um, he had actually suggested um, that Bobby Eaton be the one to break his streak. Okay, so. Uh, a, a good portion of this is because Bobby Eaton was one of the guys that helped train Bill Goldberg as a professional wrestler. Um, so he had a lot of respect for him. And so there was um, just a lot of, you know, it, nobody took it. Nobody took that seriously, but it really speaks to how appreciated he was that somebody was, you know, wanted him to um, break the streak, which is, not, you know, that's not. Probably not the guy that's going to do it. No, yeah, yeah. Bobby Eaton, at the end of the day, probably not the guy that's going to break the street, right. but but still kind of awesome. Yeah. You know what I mean? For sure. And there was another um, There's another story. I think this is probably like 94, 95. Um, I, I'm not sure how it came about, but they need uh, – it was one of the Saturday night WCW shows. I think it was WCW Saturday night. Okay. And um, – they had Ric Flair defending the world title in the main event of their show. And so they had him wrestle Bobby Eaton. I guess they didn't have anything going on with Eaton at the time. So they had him wrestle Flair. Um, in another, you know, testament to how well-respected he was, like when they're planning out the match, Flair is trying to figure out all of these ways to like not beat Bobby Eaton. Like, how can I... Can I get a DQ finish? And then we run it back next week or something. Or we, you know, we, how do I, how do I make this? How do we have some shenanigans where it's like, 
Like he did not just want to, you know, like he wouldn't he, as the world champion, you would expect that he's going to beat Bobby Eaton. Right. Like right, that's right. what the way it would work. Um, but he was trying so hard to not do that. And and as like the world champion, that's that's pretty awesome. Like, you know, that's a pretty respectful <clears throat> thing to, you know, not want to oh, yeah. go out like yeah. that. So I think it was I think the match got a really good rating. Um like a Nielsen rating, like it was, it was really well watched. Like a lot of people, a lot of people watch that match. I think, it, I think it went like 15, 20 minutes and it was really well watched. Um, so it's just, you know, as a professional, like I think everybody respected him so much. Um, so, you know, it's sad any, anytime anybody has some problems and then they kind of you know pass away in their sleep, but, but yeah. 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 So, you know, shouts to Bobby. Eaton. Shouts to Bobby Eaton for sure. Yeah. Bayern Munich just scored. Bayern so you yeah. just scored. Yep. Yep. Uh, Big time. That happened. Um, look at Bayern Munich being uh, the the T-Mobile team. Yep, they are the T-Mobile. T-Mobile's a, a huge sponsor of theirs. Yeah, they got all the they got all the sound of Jersey prime Jersey prime Jersey real estate. Yeah, yeah. I I, I find um, soccer's approach to uh, marketing like just a little bit off putting. You know what I mean? What do they have Jersey sponsors? Yeah, yeah. Not a, not a giant fan of it. Like I think it would be cooler if their logo was on there and not the T-Mobile one. You know, I mean, just you know, like well, their logo's on there. Like you can see the logo. It's it's right up there with. Uh, the, yeah, you see with, with the five stars. So they have you know Adidas is Adidas makes the kit. They have like a, a patch for being like you know I don't know it's a FIFA thing I forget what it is and then they have their you know then they have their club badge on there, um, but then they have I, I the thing about those is. The ones that bother me are the are the um, jerseys that have like too many sponsors. Yeah, there's one on the shoulder. There's one on the shoulder on the sure, arm sure. sleeve. There's like two on the back. There's you know one in the front. Um, that's a little bit much. Um, but this is kind of subtle. It's not that terrible. I've seen you know I, I've seen worse. There 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 have been worse. I, I mean I don't think it's subtle. It's a giant T-Mobile. Yeah, I mean their their jersey is they they play for the T-Mobiles. Yeah. And this I mean, is the way. This is the way. No, that no, I know. This American is the way it sports is. are going. Going this way now. I like, don't think. I'm not. I don't think you're going to see this on a football jersey anytime in the near future well, at all. Yeah, probably not. I mean, football doesn't need the money, but I know basketball is doing it. They're put. They're sewing little patches on. Like, I think the Sixers, 76ers, Philadelphia 76ers have like StubHub. They have like a little StubHub patch on the jersey, so it's probably I'm not, like. I'm, I'm not a fan of that. That's yeah. very. It's very NASCAR. You know, what I mean, that's like. That, that's, it is. Yeah, it's like one thing I, I I've never really you know enjoyed right is, is having like you know it's both nascar but not really nascar yeah right because nascar goes way over the top yeah i know but i mean giant... also wearing a full jumpsuit but yeah yeah for sure you know but it's also like you know this is like if they were playing chelsea right now it'd be the t-mobiles versus the best buys right yeah i mean like yeah, <laughs> yeah. like, like... <laughs> that's the way that's the way it is and who's the what's the other team got i don't i don't know what they're i don't know what cologne's um I don't know what Rue is. I don't, I don't know yeah, what that, yeah, that that's sponsor sort of, is. It's, yeah, it's some probably sort of German. Of, yeah. Yeah. Some European company that we don't know, right? Yeah. You know. Like, I'm I'm okay, you know, with, uh, like, you know, like the T-Mobile Arena and, like, you know, Las Vegas and things like that. You yeah. know what I mean? Uh, you know what I mean? But it's just, like, I wonder, does this affect, like, merchandise sales, do you think? What do you mean? Like, do people buy less jerseys? Do they, Do people buy less T-Mobile jerseys? As opposed to like, you know, like, uh, you know, like a Chicago Bulls jersey. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't think that it I don't think that it. I don't know if it negatively impacts 
jersey sales, right? Like it depends on the sponsor. Um, some sponsors are stupid. Some po- sponsors, you know what I mean? Like, but I don't think anybody's out there like, you know what? I don't like T-Mobile as a cellular. Yeah, no, company. no, I, I for sure I get that. Yeah, I mean, but I, I I feel like soccer plays this very fine line game, right? Uh, between like, are you wearing a soccer jersey or like the shirt from a company corporate outing? Yeah, like is yeah, like, right. is that the uh, that's right. that's the the T-Mobile uh, super sales, you know, whatever, you know, like you went to that and you got it that. It is a strange fine line. I, I I can see that. I can totally understand that. That makes sense. Well, I've really, uh, I've ran this off the rails as yep. I, as yes, I normally have. do. Um, yeah, we got to pull it back in. <laughs> yeah, so uh, why don't we do some weird news? Yeah, let's talk about some stuff that's going on. What's going on in the world today, Pat? Well... Uh, one of our favorite wards has, uh, has finally come out of the proverbial closet. One of our favorite wards? Yes. Yes. Uh, Batman's ward, Robin. Mm, yes. Uh, AKA, I believe this is the Tim Drake version, um, came out as, I guess, bisexual. Uh, in the comics. Yeah, I, I, I read a little bit about this. Yes. Um, so... Um, you know, the first thing is I, I, I don't even care. It doesn't even matter. I don't even remember which Robin Tim drink Tim was. was like the third Robin. I think Yeah, it's after Jason Scott, right? It's, or- so it's, it's, um, um, Dick Grayson Grayson. And I think it's Jason Todd, Jason Todd, right. who was killed by the Joker. Yep. And then it's Tim Drake. Yes. So and Jason Todd winds up not being killed by the Joker, right? And, and coming back as Red. as Red Hood. Yeah. Red Hood. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So there is a there's a series. There's a new series because we can never have enough Batman series. Right. And there's, then and then after after Tim Drake isn't there, Damian Wayne. Damian like, Wayne. Yeah. Like Batman's son. Of, son. Yeah. yeah. This, his son with uh, Ty Al Ghul. Yeah. And then um, in like Dark Knight Returns. It's um, Carrie something or other. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The little girl who's the Robin with the glasses and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I can't remember her. I can't remember her name either. Yeah, it's Carrie something, but I can't remember her last name. Um, So, yeah, this, you know, and I I, I guess and Tim Drake's not even our favorite Batman ward, to be honest. That's always going to be Dick Grayson. But um, so uh, I I mean, I I think everybody, you know, Probably Dick Grayson, right? Because Nightwing is awesome. Teen Titans is awesome, right? Yeah. <clears throat> but, you know, Jason Todd coming back as a Red Hood, he makes an argument for himself for being actually kind of awesome, even though he was kind of despised to begin with. Yeah. Right? You know what I mean? His return as the Red Hood was pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah. I could totally agree with that. He was he was stubborn. He wanted to do stuff on his own. That's why he went off looking for his, for his mom and ended up getting murdered by the Joker. Right. But then, like, he's he comes back as the Red Hood, who's like a pretty awesome vigilante. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, that's fair. That's a, that's agreeable. I'm always gonna I'm always gonna be a Dick Grayson stand because I think that his you know, a, a, as a human, uh, you know, non superhero type, non superhero. Yes. He's he's always been like a pretty stand up person. You know. Yeah. No. No. I like Dick Grayson too, except for that. Like, um, I I don't even necessarily dislike it, but like. Remember like that late 80s like Nightwing run where they made him look like he was like in Ario Speedwagon as the drummer, you know what I mean? Like the hair and everything like that. I don't 
Oh, with like the really long, yeah, yeah, the, yeah, 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 that like long feathered hair. Yeah. You know what I mean? He, he that, I call that the ride in the storm out, Dick Grayson. You know what I mean? I also like, feel like that's probably right around the time that they, the storm like, right after they resurrected Superman and he had like the huge mullet. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, I feel yeah. like it's the same time period. Like mullets were in. Oh, they, they were. For and they sure. just DC just leaned into it real hard. Yeah, they leaned into it super yeah. hard. So yeah. uh, there's a series. It's called Batman Urban Legends. Um, and I don't know, you know, I, I don't know what their, I don't know what the purpose of the comic is. If there's like, if, if it's a miniseries, if it's just like a one-off to allow people to tell some tales, you know, cause I don't know how, you know, you never know how much of this is canon and how much of this is in its own pocket, you know, it's Batman's what if basically. Yeah, yeah. Right. And, uh, so in the sixth issue, um, you know, Robin has a, he's dinner with a friend and then they like, I don't, I don't know how to, you know, I didn't really, I didn't read it. I don't have the issue. Um, but like, I guess towards the end of their dinner, like this guy asks Tim Drake out essentially. And like, and he like pretty much says like, do you want to go on a date with me? And he's like, yeah, yeah, I think I want that. And so it's like, okay. And so of course everybody, like everybody does a lot of like, you know, the media does a lot of sensational, like, bitching and moaning because, like, Robin's gay. It's right, like, right. You know what? Also, he's not, like, he's 100% not the first gay character. No, for sure. So it doesn't even really matter. And how this affects any kind of – it doesn't affect anything in canon. So it's like, who cares? Um, I don't I don't care. I think that it's just um, – yeah, I, I think that it's just them – you know, some of it is, like – that kind of identity politics that comic books is doing to like be more inclusive of, you know, um, other ethnicities, the LGBTQ community, yeah, whatever, which I think that's great. I mean, cause comics are for everyone, you know what yeah, I mean? They so be. yeah, they, I mean, they absolutely should be like people getting offended, but like, I mean, that's always the dumbest thing to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I almost classify this as, as maybe not even news of the weird, but news of the about time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's just, you know, it kind of came out of, it came kind of came out of nowhere and people like, I don't know if there was really a whole lot of setup for it. And, um, you know, of course people complained. And so when people complain, we love, we love just collecting those, those, those tears. Yeah. In a mug. Yeah. Love a good, love a good complaint and outrage. I love a good outrage. Yeah. So I think that, so that was funny. I, I, I couldn't help, I couldn't help, but, um, you know, I couldn't help, but, but bring that up. Um, and Hey, anybody remember the West Craven, Dr. Strange movie? Pepperidge farm remembers. I do not remember. I would be in on a West Craven, right? Dr. Strange movie for sure. So as usual, um, I think this might've been a super void cinema Right. Uh, episode that I watched as discussed earlier, as discussed in, earlier instead that, of instead yeah. of watching an Oscar worthy performance like you know Joaquin Phoenix's Joker right Pat went into a three hour rabbit hole on no, YouTube it was, going, yeah, it was like a three hour rabbit hole of just like different stuff um because that's how I do yeah um so this dates back to like 1990 um after you remember the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie Jesus, yes. Right. So this was this was when comic Was that a Wes Craven movie? No, 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 no. Uh, it's just the like, timing. It's just the timing. Shit, so like that? That would have been amazing. Um, the success of movies like that 
are what emboldened studios to kind of take these these shots at um, making films, right? And so after the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie and the original Batman movies um, started... The Tim Burton Batman the movies? Tim Burton Batman yeah, yeah, movies. yeah, yeah. Because they, they were really popular. They, they, they made a lot of money. For sure. Um, they were like trying to get into other other movies so i don't know so there there is a screenplay bob gale wrote it um that's the okay that's that's the actual cover of the screenplay um i am not sure it's uh that's dr strange uh master of the mystic arts kind of look right there yes 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 it is um so bob gale wrote a script it got around online. Um, then I'm trying to remember exactly how Wes Craven got attached to it. Um, but I think I think he got I think he got brought in through through Marvel to take a crack at it. And you know, from a from a movie perspective, like it probably would have been really awesome. Yeah. It like, would have definitely been kind of out there and weird, which and is scary yeah, weird. Yeah, like for sure, yeah, yeah. Which which would have been like a really awesome way to um portray Doctor Strange. Yes. Yeah. Like not just kind of some weird now we remember the old nineteen seventy nine Doctor yeah. Strange TV movie. Doctor Strange and his uh bag of uh mental tricks. Right. Basically, yeah. Um with um what's her name from e- expertly portrayed by uh some dude that looks shockingly like John Holmes. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> but it also had the movie didn't the movie have um what's her name from uh Arrested Development and Archer? Uh yeah, 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 yeah. Is it Jessica something? What's her uh, name? Yeah, 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 yeah. Jessica um, Walters. Yeah, I think that sounds about right. Yeah. Um, so she was like, she was like, and she was also really young because it's like seventy nine. Right, right. She was like, she was like prime. Um, so there was that movie. Yes. And that was a thing. Doctor uh, Strange starring John Holmes and starring John Holmes, and the sci fi and Seika. The sci fi. Yeah. <laughs> 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 All right, we're gonna keep that. We keep trying to keep that as in as as much of an inside joke as we can have here. Um, Starring special appearance Nina Hartley. But yeah, they had they had rewritten they had rewritten a, another draft of the script, and I think it just I think it just got away from everybody. Of oh, that know, same you know, script? Uh, yeah, I think. Well, I don't. I think that there was. I think that actually he may have tried to script a movie himself. Okay, gotcha, I gotcha. I think that he was going to do that and direct it. Um, and I th- I, I'm sure it would have been really awesome. But um, I have no idea. No whatever script he came up with never saw the light of day. So no one knows exactly what it looked like or what was in it. So it's very, it's very difficult to see like what would have actually happened. Um, and then in like... A little bit later in 90, Stan Lee and um, 
Alex Cox, who was the screenwriter for Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Yeah, yeah. They were going. They started working on a Doctor Strange movie through through Marvel. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Um, it would have been incredibly surreal, which would have been really awesome. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, I don't know how much they would have. I, you know, once again, Doctor Strange has so much source material that you can really do. You can really do anything, and and it would have been awesome. Yeah. Um, there, I, I believe that there is a script. For that, that you can find online, like it's floating out there, um, but it's just another one of these. I, I think that this one, I think this script would have had Baron Mordo in it as the villain. Okay, I, I'm I'm okay with that. Yeah, I mean, like um, the initial movie, I mean, sort of, kind of had Dormammu in there. You know what I mean? Like, or uh, the 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 Benedict Cumberbatch movie had like kind of had Dormammu yeah. in it, but I would have really appreciated like having Dormammu right. in it, and not just well, this like, this version with um, Alex Cox and Stan Lee would have had Baron Mordo as like the champion for Dormammu. Yeah, so Dormammu would have been in the movie, right? Um, trying to open a portal to the dark dimension to allow like you know them to come in and take over Earth, and of course they've got to stop it and. And blah 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 blah, but um, there were there were there were drafts of that, and then and nothing happened. And it's just like once well, again, we are going to get another uh, you know another Doctor Strange movie. So that'll be cool, you know, into the multiverse of madness, right? Yeah. And, and uh, uh, rumored or confirmed that Nightmare will be the bad in that movie, right? Um, let me take a look at one thing here real quick and tell you what I know is so so far anyway. Um, and I think that we talked about this, but. Um, we think that, yeah, we think that Nightmare will be the henchman of, um, I'm trying to remember what that, um, what that creature is. What's his name? Let me see if I can even find it. Oh yeah. Shuma Gorath. We talked about this, about this last episode. Yeah. It's kind of right. this Lovecraftian, um, beyonder looking, um, creature. Yeah. Um, so I, I. It's really tough to say what that's what what this is going to look like right now because like they they continue to suggest that um, Scarlet Witch is going to be in this movie and she's kind of like teasing like a heel turn where she like goes bad and after like WandaVision you kind of see her like getting into um, what do they call that the Dark Lord Dark Lord uh, the Chaos Magic the Chaos Magic yeah. Um, whatever the book was called, I, can't, I, I thought it was like I can't remember what they exactly what they named it. Um, but there would be no sense in having her as a villain in this if you also have Nightmare and Shumagorath. So we'll see what happens. Right, right. right. Um, it's you know it's still probably going to be some sort of multiverse. So I think I think Phase Four is really setting us up for like an introduction to the multiverse. Um, and you see like, what if the new series, what if is probably going to be a lot of that too. They're going to kind of, well, every episode has been, right. they, yeah, they, I mean, they, it, they're going to tease it out as yeah. like, you know, these are how things happen in the multiverse. Yeah. Right. I mean, how great is that, that the watcher is there, right. Kind of explaining. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's, that's the thing. You know, time is, time is like a prism, right. It yeah. fractures off and does this and this. Yeah. So, um, nothing ever came of it, but it's like one of those things where it's like, Hey, what, what if Wes Craven would have done a Dr. Strange movie? How awesome would that have been? It would have been pretty sweet, for like, sure. How much did we miss out, you know? I think we, uh, I, I, it's probably a movie I would have enjoyed, right? At yeah. the very least, yeah. yeah. I think horror movie fans would have probably enjoyed it. 
Yeah. It would have been cool seeing like a Wes Craven Mephisto. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that would have been pretty dope. And I think that they probably, you know what, I I, I I get the feeling like with the way that Wes Craven does movies that, that he they wouldn't go over the top in like costume. Like he wouldn't look like a really like weirdly costumed. Like it would probably be a kind of more reasonable. Yeah. You know, you would think you would hope. It's colorful. Yeah. Right, right, like right. Darker tones. Yes. Um, but still, like you would tell he's you, you could tell he's probably a wizard of some sort. Um, I was actually just watching Avengers Endgame for a few minutes yesterday. It was on TV while we we're just hanging around uh, at the hotel, and you know they're like, you know, it's that line where it's like, um, Tony Stark is talking to I forget who he's talking to, but they're like, we've got to save like, all right, he, you've got to save. They they need to get this magical stone away from a wizard. Like he's explaining it to Spider Man, I think. Yeah, right, right, right. And it's just like, yeah. Like this is this is them realizing how like ridiculous that sounds. Yeah, that, for sure. Like, for sure. It's a wizard. Yeah. You know, and then when they're on the spaceship, um, you know, and they rescued Doctor Strange, um, he's like, you know, hi, I'm, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm Peter. And, you know, he's like, what's your name? He goes, I'm Doctor Strange. He goes, oh, we're using our made up names now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, yeah. Well, that I'm Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh, oh, OK. We're using our made up names. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm Spider-Man then. Yeah. Which is great. Yeah. That. that I, Marvel's always in for a good laugh, you know yes. what I mean? Which is nice. Which yes. Is nice. Yeah. So, um, why don't we do some mixed media? Why don't we mix it up? You want to you mix media it up right now? I'd like to mix media it up. Movies, books, comics, and books, and stuff. Interact, players, DVDs, VHS, and laser discs. Media mixed. Laser beam shot. Yeah, let's, uh, Let's talk a little, uh, what do we got here? We talk a little Bad Batch. You want to, speaking of laser beams, <clears throat> you want to talk about Disney Plus's latest Star Wars uh, venture, The Bad Batch, which just recently uh, finished up. Yeah. Clone Wars, The Bad Batch. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, uh, Bad Batch, uh, Continues the story after the completion of Order 66 and the formation of the First Galactic Empire and tells the uh, story of Experimental Clone Unit 99, right? And also, in greater detail, the uh, uh, formation of the Stormtrooper versus uh, Republic Clone Army, yeah. right? The transition from that. Um, so I guess, so the Bad Batch appears in, uh, the last season of the Clone Wars. They are a group of clones that had defects, uh, as Jango Fett's DNA was cloned over and over and over and over again, right? It, it became, uh, more, uh, each batch of clones, there was, uh, you know, every once in a while there would be a def defective or odd clone, these particular clones had defects that uh, were favorable uh, and uh, encouraged and enhanced. So, right. So, like, uh, what is it? Um, so, Wrecker. Wrecker is super a, strong. Super strong, much larger than your average yep. clone, right? Uh, Tech is obviously extremely smart. He's a little bit uh, smaller than your average clone, uh, but, you know, basically a tech wizard. Uh, then there is Crosshair, 
who has amazing vision and is uh, an amazing sniper and then you have hunter who has like elevated senses uh and goes with this sort of like rambo look yeah you can do the tracking and yeah yeah he could track and do stuff like that and he's space rambo and it looks like and it looks like he has like smeared mud on his face because he's got that that dark patch on his face yes yeah so it looks like he's actually like really leaned into rambo Yeah, no he's definitely space rambo for sure and then uh in the clone wars they picked up a you know a rag a regular clone that had been captured by the uh, uh, <clears throat> the separatists and altered. So that's Echo, and Echo is now part of a uh, clone unit ninety nine. Yeah. Well. Even though he's a reg, he's been you know yeah. completely altered, right? Uh, so that's a little backstory on who the Bad Batch are. They are a bad batch of clones, right? They're defective, non regular, but their de- uh, their defects were favorable. So. They are a highly skilled, highly trained, specialized. Yeah, community. and so this, so this happens. This happens. This happens right after. Um, I mean, kind of during, like episode one is kind of like it's during, during Order sixty six. Order sixty six. During Order sixty six. So this is when you know the clones are activated to slaughter all the Jedi, and. So when Order 66 happens, only Crosshair is like compelled by that order to actually follow it. Yeah, everybody, the their uh, their mutations had like altered the inhibitor chip that was yeah. put in into them. Uh, Crosshair was the only one that really uh, succumbed to the good soldiers follow orders and wanting to kill uh, the Jedi. He did. Uh, they did wind up killing the Jedi Master. But the Padawan, Kanan Jarrus, got away, also known as Caleb Doom, uh, obviously one of the main protagonists in the show Rebels. Yeah, see, like, I, I didn't realize that because I've, I've been just starting to watch Rebels, so I'm only like maybe like oh, five. Oh, Rebels, Rebels is so good. Yeah, I'm only like four, five, six episodes in. Oh, but- you got to go hardcore into Rebels. Rebels is... Well, I, I use that to fill time. Like when I'm when I've got other when I'm not watching like a major series, I'm I'm filling in time with that so I can kind of catch I up. Like, I feel like Rebels is a major series. Especially I'm not against out, that. Yeah, well, I don't after you get out of the first season, it gets so good. Yeah, I know. I'm it's I'm waiting so to get into good. like the Vader and the Thrawn and some of that stuff. I'm I'm, wait, I'm ready to see those appearances. But yeah, um, but yeah, so I will get into it. But yeah, I didn't realize that Caleb Dune, Doom was actually. Canon Jarrus. Yes. So it's like, I'm like, all right, okay, I'll, I'll figure this out at some point. Yeah. But, but yeah, so they, you know, after this happens, they go back to, um, Camino. Yeah, they go back to Camino where the war's over. Yep. The Empire has replaced the Republic as the ruling, you know, government in yes. the galaxy. Right, right. And so they start getting orders to, um, Go after separatists, and so this is the first of this episode is the first of some of the really awesome um, guest stars, I guess. Let's say, yeah, for sure. Right? So they have to go after these insurgents, and they find that it's actually um, Saw Gerrera and a group of his, you know, rebels, whom you know the Bad Batch is aware of. Like they know who some of these people are, and that they were, 
you know, they weren't separatists. Right, they right? weren't separatists. They were actually part of the republic that they served under. Right, right. So this is where, the, so like the whole, you know, and and you know, you have to have known that this was going to be coming, but it's like an as a season long, um, a season long story arc about, you know, do you just continue to follow orders or do you, um, when do you not follow orders that don't align with your principles? Right. Right. Yeah. There's the, yeah. Do you blindly obey or is there an element of free will and has free will been cloned out of the clone army? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, um, a lot of stuff happens in the first episode, right? They're introduced to Omega. Yep. Who is the, who is a, a child clone, a very original child clone. She's one of the first clones. Yeah. So she's she's a first run clone, completely unaltered. Right. Right. So there's there's been no no altering. She's she's exactly the same as Boba Fett. Right. So she's a that lineage. Yes. Yeah. She's a completely you know run one, uh, unaltered clone of Jango Fett. And the reason why she is so valuable is because of Jango's DNA. Right. Uh, degrading over time. She's the purest sample of that. Her and Boba. Right. 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 So so she so someone's looking for her. They, you know, they abandoned what they were doing about they, they abandoned the mission going after Saw Gerrera's men and they go after Omega and they, you know, track her down. Um, after they're arrested for doing this, Admiral Tarkin uh, ramps up the inhibitor chip in Crosshair's head. Yeah. Um, which is weird. Uh, and I think that there's something that happens later on at the very end of the season that kind of like flies in the face of this. So we'll have to talk about that. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, but we'll get back to it. Um, and then the next, the next couple of, you know, next couple of, of episodes are, you know, odd, odd missions. They learn about the inhibitor chips. Right. Um, yeah, so, I mean, basically, Crosshair, you know, doesn't understand why they're not following orders because, again, good, good soldiers follow orders. So he starts, you know, helping the Empire try to track down, uh, uh, you know, Clone Unit 99, right? And Clone Unit 99 escapes Kamino with Omega, right? Um, and, you know, so they start all forming an attachment. The, uh, the remaining Clone Unit 99... And Omega uh, and the clones are now trying to find a place in the galaxy no longer serving the Republic or the Empire, which they didn't want to do anyway, right? They didn't want to serve the Empire. Um, but, you know, how do you make money? How right. do you, you know what I mean? Right. Clone is a professional soldier. That's all it knows, right? And, and in some of the early episodes, even though they tend to be slow-paced, and I think the overall... Uh, thing with uh bad batch like i feel like the clone wars uh even rebels like if you're a casual fan or like let's say just a movie fan like if you're just a movie fan you can kind of get into clone wars you can kind of get into rebels right there's cool stuff going on i feel like unless you're a fan of dave filoni's work within clone wars and rebels bad batch is a little harder to get into right right? like it focuses on a lot of deep cuts right right you know what i mean like 
as opposed to just some some general knowledge stuff, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, like if you are, uh, you know, um, in into the Star Wars universe and some of the deeper aspects, like seeing seeing the first time chain codes are used, right, right. to like identify people, like that's kind of interesting and kind of cool, right? So like. You know, I was definitely in for it, but I would say, you know, that that would be my one thing is if you are not a hardcore Star Wars fan, this show may be a little harder to get into. Right, right. And because it deal, and then some of it deals with like topics that maybe you don't even want to maybe are a little bit. Not as like, I guess not child friendly. I don't know. I don't know if that's the best way to like, you know, say it, but, you know, it's like following orders, like doing military yeah. stuff. And um, so. A, a lot of, you know, a lot of conversations on free will and, yeah. you know what I mean, and, and, and things like that, uh, which, you know, I think come up in, in Star Wars and canon, you know, in general, right? But, you know, again, I think these are a lot, a lot, a lot of deep cuts. Um, but, uh, you know, also, like, if somebody wasn't a huge Star Wars fan, right, ingesting the Mandalorian, I think, is a lot easier than ingesting the Bad Batch. Yeah, for right? sure. Like, if, if you had just seen, like, let's say you've only seen the movies, you wanted to get into a show, right? Oh, yeah, Mandalorian's for you. Mandalorian's for you, right? Yeah. Like, diving into the Bad Batch is going to be more difficult. You're going to have to really go through all of Clone Wars yep. and even Rebels, even though Bad Batch predates Rebels. Yeah. But there is a lot of Rebels tie-in, like Hera Sedula is, is in there later as well, right? Um also a huge part of Rebels, Hera is, right? So it's right. cool seeing her as a young person being, you know, uh, in her formative years, right? Um, uh, but also, like, the return to Cad Bane was dope. Awesome. Fucking loved, loved seeing Cad Bane back there. And it wasn't just, it wasn't just Cad Bane. It was um, Fennec Shand. Fennec Shand from The Mandalorian. Um, right. Voiced by, um, what's her name, Ming-Na. Yeah. So right. back, back to voice the character and... So they fight over. They both have contracts to, um, you know, get Omega. Uh, get Omega. Yeah. And so the guys are trying to figure out what's going on, why this is happening. So this is after Crosshair's already left. So Crosshair's left. He and Crosshair is, is training. He's training um, human. Yes. Stormtroopers. Yes, because the Empire no longer sees the need to pay for a clone army. Right. When the, they can just recruit from an endless supply right of 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 people throughout the galaxy right yeah. so uh so it's interesting to see how the clone army starts getting phased out uh and and you get to see some uh training situations like that you know they go to uh uh they they have a run-in with rex right so the the cl uh clone unit 99 basically lands on this planet i forget uh the the alien woman's name right uh, but they wind up basically working for her as oh, Sid. Like, Sid, yeah, they wind up working for her uh, first to pay off a debt, right? But then just kind of working for her as mercenary bounty hunters, um, uh, that type of work, right? Uh, they wind up uh, meeting. Uh, is it episode one where they meet Rex? I don't think it's episode one. No, they, no, they no. Wind in, up episode, meeting. in episode two, they they um, meet one of the other. Um, clone deserters. Um, what is it? Cut lack, cut law queen, cut la queen. Oh, yeah, 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 right. yeah. He he's on the farm, yeah, he's, he's on, on the farm, farm. right? Right, that's right. where they had, and so they're trying to get him off of that planet. Yep, um, this is where they need to get those chain codes, yeah. Um, so yeah, I think it is, uh, it's definitely like 
it takes a little bit of time for them yeah. to actually meet up with um, Rex again. Yeah, but they do meet up with Rex. I think they referred to him as Fulcrum, which is another uh, thing from Rebels that they tie into it, right? Uh, Fulcrum becomes a big thing in Rebels. Yes, uh, some of the media, some of the um, some of the middle episodes are them doing jobs for Sid. Um, yes. So they've got to go. They've got to go rescue um, this child. That ends up being a child rancor. Yes, it's actually Jabba's rancor. It's a, yeah, it's yeah. Jabba's it's Jabba's rancor. So they've got it. They've got to like they've got to pick him, this one up. Yes. Um, yeah. Then then in um, then in the I think it's episode like six. They have to get a, a tactical droid. They have to and then they meet up with some other separatists who are also trying to get to this tactical droid. So there's like a little bit first. There's a little bit of like it, uh, those weren't separatists. The, uh, they're from uh, season seven of the Clone Wars. Uh, I, I forget what their name were, but they oh, the were friends women. with Ahsoka. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah you're right. Yeah, um, and they were trying to get that for uh, for Rex, basically. Yeah, basically. Um, and I think they actually ultimately they help they help them do this. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and they they wind up giving the tactical droid to them to give to Rex, right? Um. Um, and then this is up leads up to episodes like six or seven, and then that's where they meet Cap. That, that's where they see Rex again. So like half, it yeah. takes you like halfway through the series until you until they see Rex, and um, you know when they do, they finally are like, you know, you've got to get rid of these inhibitor chips, like yeah, because you can see what's happened to Crosshair. Like you have to get rid of these things. Right. So this is when they, um, this is when they, <clears throat> it, this might be like a two episode arc. Where they take yeah. out the chips, and you see like how like uh, Wrecker gets a little bit nuts because his yeah. chip is like, you know, it's starting to take effect on him. Starting to man. like control him. Um, so they finally get all their chips out, um, which is good. Um, but then this is where this is when they uh, they run into Cad Bane again. Um, so they've got a couple of, they got a couple of episodes with that. Then they find out that Omega is like, um, they find out who Omega is, right? Like, uh, it's a, it's a Django clone, like yeah. one of the original Django clones. Um, so this is when we have that, you know, the Fennec Shand, you know, story arc, right? Yeah. Yep. Um, but yeah, I mean, there was a lot of great. Yeah, a, and then, a lot of great crossovers. Like, yeah, and then it, it it culminates with them going to like basically save a a they get a clone distress distress beacon that Rex asks asks them to look into, uh, and it turns out that it's Gregor, and um, it's it's good because it's a backstory of a clone trooper that we see again in Rebels that we didn't get to really know that much about in Clone Wars. So seeing Gregor there, right, um, you know. Not too many spoilers, but there's three clones that you meet in Rebels. Rex, uh, Captain Wolf, who was in the Clone Wars series, and then Gregor, who was not really in the Clone Wars series. So a little backstory for Gregor here in Bad Batch. Uh, but he's basically the clone that is at this new training facility, and they are training uh, TK units, which are stormtroopers. Because if you remember right. A New Hope... Uh, when Han Solo knocks out that stormtrooper, they ask him, "TK421, why aren't you at your post?" TK421. I'm, I'm doing well. How are you? Yeah, yeah. So, 
Uh, yeah, so that was the creation of the TK units. Uh, that mission goes sideways. Crosshair gets there. He fucks up shit a little bit. Blah, blah, Captures blah, blah, Ranger. Blah. Or Ranger? Uh, Hunter. 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 Yep. Hunter. Captures Hunter. Uh, the Bad Batch, like planned, goes to rescue Hunter because that's like what the Bad Batch yeah. does, right? Like no one, no nobody left behind. Uh, it comes to this culmination of, of basically Crosshair setting this trap for them, right? And uh, Crosshair has like a special unit of TKs with him that he's trained, and you know he basically kills all of those TKs. Crosshair does, right? Like with one shot, which was pretty awesome. Yeah. So they get into the spot where they get pinned down by TK units and droids, and they're firing at everyone because the TK units are questioning whether Crosshair is. Who's who's he, who where his allegiances lie. Right. And so during this, you know, Hunter is like arguing with him that like this is what they're replacing us with. Right. Like this, this there are no more clones. They, you know, this is what your our usefulness to them is over, you know, and there's there's a lot of argument over like, you know, where Crosshair is going to end up. And so they do a lot of this reluctant helping each other. Yeah. Right. But it, it 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 boils down to crosshair kills these uh, TK units with one shot, which is amazing, right? Because he's crosshair and he's awesome, um, and he's basically giving his his brothers the choice that they didn't really give him, right? Like they didn't when when shit went sideways in episode one of Camino. They left, even though Crosshair was was fighting them, right? They left Crosshair behind, right? Which I think he took kind of personally. Like, he was like, you guys left me behind. Yeah. Right? Like, um, so they try to explain to him that it's, it's his inhibitor chip. It's not him. Where Crosshair then tells them that he removed his inhibitor chip. And this yeah. is who he is. So this is, the, this is the thing that, this is the thing that's weird to me because... In the beginning of the series, right in the beginning of the season, you know he's one of the only he's one of the only guys, only one of the of the Bad Batch to actually follow Order sixty six. Yes. Then they, you know, in like episode two, they ramp up his inhibitor chip. Yes, and then he winds up removing it. So, I guess like, I'm trying to suspend disbelief enough to like believe that that's like. All right, they're going to make you even more of a sucker. Like not a like they're going to they're going to program you. So they're going to they're going to pro, they're going to like triple your programming. And even though you're super triple programmed, you find the wherewithal to remove your inhibitor chip. Yeah, I mean, so to a certain extent, I do actually like that because that means that it's not the chip. That's who Crosshair is. Right, Crosshair right. buys into the Empire. Right. He's he's in. This is the, this is the New World Order, and he wants to be a part of it. Yeah. But they. And but then why show? Then why why have that? Why have that? You know these scenes in episode or in episode two because it removes free will from the equation, right? Well, like first it does. Yeah. Yes. Right. But then it just turns out that this is what Crosshair wants yeah. anyway, right? So, yeah. like, you know, who knows if, you know, like, it, it would have been a little bit more helpful to hear that, like, 
you know, like, uh, whatever he got with that droid and, and removed his chip on his own. Like, you know, like the empire didn't do it or something like that. Some yeah. backstory there, you know what I mean? And he's like, yeah, no, like I, I still, but in either case, it turns out he has the inhibited chip removed and he still is, even though while all of this is going on, the empire has been like, nah, fuck it. Launches a full scale attack on the capital city of Camino, destroying everything, including all of you know, where the clones, uh, clone unit 99 is all unborn clones that have not been removed. They're all destroyed. Right. Yeah. And that includes crosshair. Right. So like, uh, all the clones do wind up escaping. Yeah. Right. Uh, but while all of, uh, clone unit 99, uh, and Omega, uh, go off, uh, together in their ship crosshair stays because again, he's choosing to be part of the empire. Right, they can't talk him into it. Yeah, yeah. So, the, so one of the cool parts about this, this the last, the 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 last three episode kind of story arc, is um, the the mountain base, which is Mount Tant- Tantus. Yeah, Mount Tantus was part of um, Timothy Zahn, Timothy Zane's um, uh, stories. So his extended universe stuff. So this was the first time you hear of Mount Tantus is in. Um, uh, I think it's was it air, air of the force. I've got to, I've got to double check it, but um, it's uh, air to the empire. I think it's air to the empire. It's one of his first yeah story runs. Um, where uh, what is it? There's there's a there's that weird Jedi who is he's helping the empire. Um, I'm trying to remember that because I have I have the first I have the first book air to the empire. Yeah. But I don't have the other two, and that's why I haven't read that yet because I wanted to get the other books. I don't want to read one and then drop it, yeah, and then, and then not have, have to go the back other two. To it. Yeah, for sure. For um, sure. so I haven't read those, but you know, like that is a that 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 three book series is an, is actually like critical reading. Yeah, like it's crucial reading. That's where that's where you have Thrawn. That's where you have um, uh, what is it? Um, Cara Dune. So yeah, yeah. is it Cara Dune? I think so. I can't remember, but yeah, I, I know there was a lot of stuff taken from that in the uh, in in the uh, John Favreau, uh, yeah. uh, uh, Dave Filoni uh, universe. Yeah, Joris uh, Joris Kabath was the dark Jedi who was in Mount Tatis in that in that story arc. So I thought it was really cool to see that. So you have this mountain base that's like this huge mountain base, which is really awesome. Yeah, and then you go to um, you go to the city. The water, the, the the water city, which is like super cool because, you know, it's it reminds me of Calamari, but not entirely. You know, are you talking about Camino? Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Topoca City is that is the one that they raised to the ground yes, right yeah. there. But right. it's very like, well, no. So that one may have been on stilts, but may not have been on the water. But the one there was one um, like a science yeah, ways, they, uh, per, ways out where they, they, yeah, yeah, where you had to get so close to the thing. Where they their ship, yeah, 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 you have to, like, get down in to, yeah. to the water for the platform to raise up to you. Yeah. That was pretty cool. So that, like, it reminded me of Calamari in a way, but it, but it's probably not exactly the same at all. Right, right, I mean? but I mean, it's very similar. Yeah. And also what I thought was cool, one one Easter egg uh, in the last uh, episode uh, where, where Way, uh, the the only surviving uh Cameron Moe, or the only surviving scientist from Camino, right? Because the Empire, like, they're like, we we have no need for a politician, right? A scientist, we can always, yeah, be, right. 
they wind up taking her to uh, that base. Yeah. And the person that greets her there and to say how excited they are to work with her is wearing an emblem on her uniform that we see only one other time, and that's in the future during The Mandalorian. The cloning scientist is also wearing oh, yeah, that yeah, same yeah. emblem. Yeah. Okay. So it's definitely like the cloning division of the Empire. Right. And whatever they're cloning in The Mandalorian, there's some... Uh, so this is Nala Say. Nala Say is the is that one scientist that's still yes. that, you know that was still alive. That, that's yes. her. That was like with Omega and and you know basically kept Omega in her lab and everything. Like yeah. That. yeah, yeah. So a lot of lot of really good. I like the overarching like story about you know kind of free will and following orders. That's yeah. always a good one, especially was, with I these was guys. In on this for sure. Like I said, it's a lot of deep cuts, but yeah. I'm in for the deep cuts. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like. It's, yeah, like I said, for a casual fan, it's probably, you know, hard can probably be boring at times, right? Right. Uh, but, you know, for, for the hardcore fans, I, I you know, I think it's a great show. And, you know, if you're if you're less of a casual fan and moving on to more, you know, hardcore stuff, I, I, I think, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a good gateway even to, into some of the stuff that is, you know, non-canon or legends or whatever it is. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, it's, it's, it's a good segue. So... Thumbs up for me. Hard to give it a rating. I'm probably like a seven five out of ten. Yeah, yeah. I, you know I thought I mean? it was great. I, you know, I, I like. I was hopeful that we might see. Um, what's her name? Ahsoka. Yeah, I was, yeah, hoping, yeah. I was hoping we might see Ahsoka Tano. Yeah, it would have been cool to see Ahsoka, but, but she's got her own series coming out soon. Yeah. So you know, what I mean, I like, loved all the guest appearances. Right, Tarkin, Cad Bane. Saw Guerrero, like all these yep. characters that were like that are that are key and, and that are that are important. So I, I I like seeing all of them. Um I love the story. I love like the kind of internal struggle amongst the group itself on like a couple of levels. Right. You know? Right. Um yeah. And and really like the MVP of this series is really Omega. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's you know? great. I and I think from a from a special uh special guests or guest star appearance, like I think even though it was super brief, right? Once you get deeper into uh, to Rebels, my man Kanan. Kanan may be in my top five Jedi. Okay. Fucking, I'm a big Kanan fan. Cool. So seeing seeing Kanan, seeing Caleb Doom, it was uh, it was it was pretty awesome. So yeah, I, I I was a big fan of it. I liked it. Um, I'm I'm looking forward to season two. They're very they're very straightforward. That there's going to be another season. Yeah, there's of definitely it, season so. two. So let's go. Yeah, big I fan. I think the next show is going to be Book of Boba, which is due out in December. Yeah, I yeah, or well, they had talked about they had talked about a lot of other Star Wars related. Oh, stuff there's in uh, this no, phase. there there's uh yeah, there's the Japanese style animation show. That's the next thing that comes out. That's the um, I can't remember what they called that, but I'd have to go back a few episodes to look. We I know we talked about it, but I can't yeah. remember what. I forget what it is. I saw the I, no, I saw the preview for it. I um, think that that was going to be kind of like the espionage thriller type of thing, but no, 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 no. It's uh, it's definitely it. It is it, it is a Japanese anime style. Cool. Uh, thingamabob, thingamabob. I don't know what else to call it, right? Like, but no, it, no, thingamabobs are good. Yeah, thing, yeah, it, but it, it's done in Japanese anime. Um, That'll be awesome. And it, I, I feel like it's also like it. It is so Japanese anime. Like I, I don't know what else to think about. Like yeah, I mean, I, I have to find this. Hold on. Talk amongst yourselves. Yeah, yeah, bud. I'm trying to think. Like, I think it's called Star Wars Visions. If I can't remember correct. 
Um, yes, that's possible. Is. Okay, no, it, it, that's exactly what it's. All right. <clears throat> and September twenty second. Oh wow! All right. Yeah, so we'll get that before we get Book of Boba. Yeah, and it's called the Duel. Nice. And and we'll watch the uh, we'll watch the trailer as soon as we wrap up here in a little bit. Right on. It's pretty interesting. So, I don't know if I can make this. I don't know if I can make this work or how we would overlay this. But um, one of the things that we talked about in a previous epi- episode was your doppelganger from your your doppelganger. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, from Adam the Todd other podcast. Brown, yes, from yes. the other podcast. Yes. So we talked about trying to figure out if there's a way we can listen to it, you know, on the show here. So like, I have an episode queued up on my laptop here. I don't know how it's going to sound, you know, through our mics, um, but. Like, do we want to try? Yeah, for sure. I can always like overlay the audio later too, like post post production type stuff if I have to, right? So, but let's uh, let's go. Let's hear it. Let's hear me. Let me let me ramp this. Let me ramp the volume up here a little bit, and and we'll see if I can. This is just a random episode. Um, hey everybody, this is Adam, the co-host of the podcast you're about to listen to. Just a heads up, we have switched our subscription service. From Connect Pal to Patreon. I'm gonna leave this go, but tried Connect Pal. So is Adam me? Weren't happy with it. We totally okay. understand. That's one of the reasons we switched. You can still get every episode <laughs> of our podcast completely ad-free for just five dollars a month on a platform that works on all of your podcast apps, well, phones, various gadgets. Well, there so you I go. Head to patreoncom slash unpops. See what kind of stuff we have. Yeah, wait till offer. we wait till we get into it's it. All but kinds of good all right, this is very Thanks. similar. Enjoy the show. This is like his. Even so how how meta have we gone? We're on a podcast listening to a podcast. Right. Yeah. Right. That's an issue, but yes. maybe a copyright infringement. But we'll see. Come on, get to the good stuff. Those were gunshots. You do a Jeff made joke. Oh, okay. Too. I heard it's it's a Jeff made joke. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, yeah, I would never do that. Right? Like, yeah, we don't yeah, do any of them. Yeah. Dead on a gurney. To the surrounding <laughs> audience. Yeah. Yeah. Because we filmed this in front of a live studio audience. <laughs> a very <laughs> subdued <laughs> one. It doesn't make a lot of noise. All right, fair enough. Fair enough. All right, I think let's let's get the uh, let's get the community to weigh in on this. Do Adam and I sound like I can see the similarity? Uh, I will have to listen to tape after tape and change my presentation style. No, no, no. I don't. I don't think that. I don't think that this is like. I don't think you should change anything. Yeah. Like I just think that it's incredibly uncanny how much. You two sound so similar in not just like your voice tone, but also like a lot of your kind of your mannerisms, if you will. Yeah, it's it's like, pretty it's pretty interesting. It's really I mean, interesting. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair find. I'm gonna deep dive into this a little bit more. Uh, but I think for now, that's all the time we have for today. As always, thanks for stopping by. Thanks for hanging out. Thanks for spending some time with us. Check out uh, Clone Wars The Bad Batch. It is well worth it, in my opinion. Uh, and as always, kids, with me is Mr. Patrick Banus. Pat, thanks for coming into the studio. Thanks for being out here, Always, man. always good to be here with you. 
100%. Always a pleasure. Just burning the midnight oil. And if you're going to burn the midnight oil, I don't have anything. I'm, I'm, I'm out. <laughs> Kevin McHale, Larry Bird, I had that earlier. I had a lot of good stuff. At the end, sometimes you get this. Sorry. I, I threw him off with his doppelganger. Yeah, so now he's got do? no catchphrases. Deuces. Do? Later.